Tuesday morning we had our first boiler room prayer and it was just an incredible time uh, of being together, praying, praying for this place, for this community, uh, whatever God laid on our hearts, we were just praying into. I said to Adrian afterwards, uh, an hour seems a long time at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> but I said to him afterwards, an hour just went so quickly. It was just incredible, God's hand on it. There's a guy called William Gurnall, and uh, you've probably never heard of him, but he was one of my dad's most respected authors. He loved to read his books, especially on the, uh, the Battle of the Mind and uh, the Armour of God. And he said this, as the spirit of, pa- of prayer goes up, so his kingdom goes down. I love that. So, so on our Tuesday mornings, our times of prayer, we are uh, sending our prayers up, but we're also expecting and believing that his kingdom comes down. And so we want to encourage you, Tuesday morning at 6.30 a.m., we're gathering downstairs, born hours, because upstairs can't contain us, which is great. So downstairs, it'd be great, wouldn't it, Adrian, if we had to move out of there into another room to facilitate. But as of yet, 6.30, downstairs, born hours, would be great if you can join us. Let's just pray, and Adrian is going to come and uh, share uh, message this morning. Father, we just want to be open to what you want to say this morning. Well, thank you that as we've uh, mentioned, as the spirit of prayer goes up, so your kingdom goes down. So this morning, may this be a place where your kingdom goes down. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Thanks, Andrew. It's, uh, we are. We are. It, it, it is exciting. I mean, the, the uh, boiler room prayer was, was a, great, it's a great morning. On the back of that, as you go today, there's a free copy uh, called Ignite. It's an extract from a book called Praying the Price. Uh, this is something we shared well, maybe seven or eight years ago, but it's, it's so old, it's so new. And uh, the, there's a little free copy for you. It's, it's a, an extract, but it's brilliant on the power of prayer. And uh, we, we just pray that it helps uh, ignite a, a, a fresh fire, a desire, uh, which, which we're already seeing. We're already seeing that, but I'd love you to be resourced. So they'll be for you to take away. Um, at the at the end of this morning, so don't you know? Don't rush away. And if if we run out, we'll we'll print some more so that you you can take those away. But we'd love you to take those away with you as you go. So I want to just finish this morning a series that we've been looking at called Reset. And uh, yeah, this is the last message of a, a short series that we've been looking at, resetting our hearts. What is reset? Reset is realigning our hearts with the heart of God. And uh, throughout. Bits of January, February, and finishing off now, we've been looking at aligning our hearts with the heartbeat of God. And um, there's a number of things that, if we cast our minds back, I mean, if you're here for the first time or you, 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 you may come into this, I, I just want to just review. But one of the things that we looked at um, some time ago was release. We need, if we're going to reset, if we're going to realign, if we're going to re- realign our hearts with the heartbeat of God, then uh, one of the things that we need to do is release, let go and let God. Sometimes the things that we hold on to, hold on to us. And uh, I find that in my own life, I need, to, I need to come back again to God and release, let some things go and let my heart be left in the heart and the hands of God. And uh, so have a listen to that if you've not listened to it already. We, we then went on to look at rest, leaning in and leaning on. We looked at this idea of leaning into God and leaning on God. What does it mean to rest in him? In fact, it's not passive. It's very active, active in the sense that I'm going to lean into God I'm going to pursue love with passion, and I'm going, to, I'm going to rely on him, lean on him. And that's something that we looked at in rest. And, and the beautiful thing is that we find amazing rest, hope and peace as we do that, realigning our hearts with the heart of God. Went on to look at refuel. 
dangerous if you start to run nearly on empty. If you're empty, you can't run. But there's a funny thing that can happen in life and in your car and in my wife's car is that when it's nearly on empty, it still can run. My car, it, you know, the warning, I'm on the warning light at the moment. I get 50 miles. I'm down to 35 at the moment. I'm eking that little bit more out of my car. But that, that's a dangerous thing to do. So, you know, when we're nearly on empty, but we're still running, but you don't realize. And so we looked at what it is to refuel. We need to come back again and again. The Apostle Paul said, be filled, be continually released in the person of the Holy Spirit. And we looked at what it, was to, what it is to refuel. Uh, then we went on. We've covered a lot of ground, haven't we? But they overlap again and again. Uh, a few weeks ago, we looked at renewal. Those that wait on God will renew their strength. Supernatural strength comes when we, we rely on God, when we wait upon God. And we looked at the idea of... Um, it says that you, the woes that wait on the Lord will rise up with wings like eagles. There's this idea of energy and elevation. We receive a divine energy and we are elevated whereby we see as God sees. We get a perspective, a revelation, a vision on life and, and which brings hope and help and health. And so it's so important to renew, to wait. And, we, and what does that mean? We were looking at that. Well, this morning, I want to finish off and relate is our theme for today, as we look at realigning our hearts with the heartbeat of God. Listen to those online. You can listen to them at your heart's content. Have a listen again. Uh, it's uh, a way of bringing ourselves back again. I don't know about you, but I, I've spoke about this. We need to have a rhythm. Uh, you'll, you'll need this, a rhythm of relate. There's a rhythm of renewal. There's a rhythm of refuel. There's a rhythm of rest. There's a rhythm of release. We'll need to develop a routine, a, a, a life routine. I've spoke about this at great length. Not going to go into it now again. But we'll need, you and I need to relate. We need to relate to God and we need to relate to others. And it's that that I want to look at this morning. So if you have a Bible, you might like to turn to Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 31. Or it's going to come up on screen, which it has. And you can have a look. But it's also good to check it out for yourself in another translation. So just because it comes up on screen doesn't mean to say you don't need to bring a Bible, check it out for yourself, and, and have a look. It's good. But just to help us, it's on the screen. So uh, of, of all the commandments, which is the most important, uh, 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 a Pharisee, a lawgiver, uh, asked Jesus. The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And then the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Brought them together. You brought those two things together as one. The greatest thing is to love God with a passion and love others with an equal passion as we would ourselves. And Jesus says this is the great, greatest uh, commandment that we could could ever follow. Uh, if Jesus says that, then there must be something in it. This must be the very heart of life. This must be the very heart of life. If this is what Jesus is saying right now, this is so important. It's not, you know, if this is what Jesus can say to us by the power of his spirit through the revealed word of God to this day, then this must be incredibly important for your life, for my life, for life on planet earth. This has to be pivotal. This has to be not only fundamental, 
but life-changing. This has to be the main thing. This has the risk of revelational main thing. It's not just a good idea, not just something I could do as another good idea, another, another self-help thing, uh, another good thing that uh, uh, a vlogger uh, has, has been, has been uh, a vlogger, not a flogger, a vlogger, whatever they are, if you know what a vlogger is, but someone that puts a good idea out there uh, uh, in, in social media. This is the main thing. This is the main idea. This is the big idea. This is the fundamental principle of life. To love God with all our heart, mind and soul and strength, and then our neighbor as ourself. And that's relate. Relate. Relate to Jesus. Relate to the world. And they're they are both equal. They, they carry equal, uh, incredible weight. So, I mean, so it's come up on screen there. So you'll see this. Relate. Our relationship with Jesus should flow into our relationship with others, in other words. This is what Jesus was saying. With our relationship with God, the relationship, do you have, I mean, I suppose the question is, do you have a relationship with Jesus? You don't have to answer to me. I'm, it's, it's a thought for us all. Uh, the relationship, when coming to church, great. Uh, reading Bible, good. Uh, if you pray in themselves, if we rely on those things, that's religion. If, if those things point us and lead us to the person of Jesus, then that is leading us into relationship. And um, what Jesus shares is that our, our, our love for God, passion, giving your whole heart to God, um, should flow equally in a passion and a giving of our lives to others. That's what he's saying. Relate. We've got to Relate. And relationship is so important. That's how heaven touches earth. Lots of people pray, you know, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done. Uh, uh, you know, you know touch, the, touch the earth. And, and, and God can touch the earth as he likes, absolutely true. But, but he sends us in love with him, released to touch this world. It's, it's as important as that. It's as fundamental as that. It's all about relationship. And uh, so the question is this morning, how's your relationship? Where are you in your heart with God? Where are you in your heart with Jesus? Where are you in, in your heart with the Holy Spirit this morning? How do you relate to him? We all know that we can relate to one another and we can grow a bit cold with one another. We, 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 can, we can find other things than one another. And so that happens with Jesus in my Christian walk. I've, I've blown hot and cold over the years. There's the highs and the lows. There's the cycle of life, a rhythm. And so this is why it's so important to, how is my, where, who am I relating to? How is my relationship with, with Jesus today? And so we see here, it's interesting, when you, you, the cross, the, 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 the vertical, the upward heart desire for God flows also in an outward aspect of the cross to others. And you can see it in the, in the sort of the symbol, the picture of the cross up on the screen there. They are, so this is what Jesus says, and this is fundamental. My relationship with God, my desire and love and passion and my heart, and where my heart is with God... Um, will fuel and be released to, to touch others. And the degree in which I will touch others is, is equal in fueled in proportion with my passion for Jesus. If you say you've got a passion for Jesus, but, but there's nothing outside of your life and it's just your world, then there's an issue. 
because that's not what Jesus says. He says, passion for God is released also with passion for others. I would say this, that it's, it's interesting that first he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then your neighbor is yourself. And so there's the priority. It's our vertical passion for Jesus releases the horizontal uh, um, reaching those around us. So important, is it? The cross is not being designed to be kept to ourselves, but also to be given away. You know, the cross, we've been singing this morning about the cross, the power of the cross, the love of the cross, the richness of the cross, what, how the cross means to, to us, should mean to us, everything that Jesus has poured in and out through the cross. And the cross is not to be kept to myself but to be also given away. It's good for myself. It's, it brings me life and hope and meaning and resurrection. But it's not just for me, it's for everyone. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Jesus said, come and follow me and pick up your cross. The cross is not to be kept for myself, but also to be given away. At a church in San Diego, USA, um, there stood a unique statue of Jesus. This church had commissioned, you know, it's not the sort of thing I would do, but this church did, it, the particular denomination in America. And they commissioned this statue of Jesus. And it, it, was, um, it wasn't rig- originally designed the way that it ended up, because what happened was this statue originally had been carved to resemble thousands of other statues that you see around the world. Beautiful statue of Jesus outside the church. That was its original. But then what happened was, one night some vandals came along and they broke off the hands and they broke off the arms of the statue. And uh, by that, somebody or some people were making a statement. But it went on, really. What happened was the pastor did something there. This statue uh, that, that had been vandalized, it did make a statement that the original people that vandalized it hadn't intended, what the pastor decided to do was leave the statue there out front of the church the way it had been vandalized and he erected a sign at the base of it that read, I have no hands but yours. And it made a completely amazing statement. I have no hands but yours. You see, the cross is not meant to be just wrapped up for me and you. It's to be given away. It's to be given away. And we take the fuel to give away in our relationship with him. That's what fuels. So, a couple of things then. Um, if we're to give God our hearts, then we, he can release our hands. And the first thing that Jesus says there is, you know, we're to give God our heart so that we can release our hands to touch the others. And uh, that's what we've got to do. So we've got to relate. So this brings me to my point for this morning, after all of that the last 10 minutes, is this. We are designed to relate. <laughs> and that's where our fuel... And so Jesus says, the first thing is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and strength. You know, you and I, we've got to come with passion, devotion, and persistence in a relationship with Jesus. It's, it's fant- look, it's fantastic that you're here today. It really is. This is great. It's great to see you. Uh, but w- where's your heart? You could say, well, we're here. I, 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 and I acknowledge that is amazing. But where's your heart? 
And uh, Jesus says, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. You know, you and I, we've got to recenter ourselves again and again and again. Recenter to relate. You often hear people say, I've, I, I need to find myself. I understand what they're saying. That's, that's, that's said a lot today. But I, I, what I would say to you is that you and I, we, we are called to recenter, to reground, find out what is the foundation for your life. Where's, the, where's your heart? going to really lie because where your heart is that's that's where treasure is that's where where we're fi- and 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 so we're called first of all if we're going to fuel uh, our, our love for jesus if we're going to recenter and we we need i've been saying this a, a rhythm a routine a rhythm of recentering a rhythm of relationship with jesus because what happens in the natural is that we grow cold we find other things Many things crowd out my life. And so I need to come and, oh, oh yeah, yeah, do you know what? This is the, the main thing. You hear people say, you know, you need to keep the main thing the main thing. A love relationship with Jesus is the main thing, isn't it? So a couple of things I would say. To, if we're going to, this first part, just a couple of practical things. They, I, they sort of overlap with what I've been saying, but I want to conclude today. If we're to love the Lord with all our heart, you know, you need to ponder you need a moment to ponder. We need to make time, space, even if it's just a few minutes. You need to ponder. We, we, we are, our minds are full of stuff and things and, uh, and, me, and, and full of me and me time. It's not wrong to have me time, by the way, but we also need a moment to ponder. It's an interesting word. I've been thinking about pondering for a long time. We can be pondersome, I understand that, and, 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 and uh, lackluster. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about giving a moment, giving a moment, a rhythm, a routine of your good God. You're glorious. Forgive me because I've wandered today. We need a moment. All of us need a moment. You know, you need a moment in your relationship where we talk, we, you know, we... We need a moment to look at, some, look at one another. Don't we, Helen? Lovingly into each other's eyes. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's doodling on her pad and I saw her not making notes, but just drawing. And, and I thought, I'd pounce on her, wake her up and get her attention. But we do. We do, we, we do, though. Do, 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 I know. I, you need a moment. It might not be all day, but you, and, and it's, 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 a, it's a moment to, to look God in the eye, as it were. I know you can't look him in it, but you know, to see, to wait and see and to see and be seen. We need to, upon to I've, I've talked about this quite a lot, so, but uh, for you, and again and again, and to come again and again. <laughs> Got her attention now. <laughs> Second thing, prayer. You know, we need a conversation. I've been talking about, I'm not going to talk about it all day today, but conversational prayer. Have a listen to resting and renewing. I talk a lot about conversational prayer. Prayer is a conversation. 
Uh, we, as a church, we're looking at the prayer course. It's amazing. If you're not in a life group, get into one. The prayer course is so good. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's enlivened our prayer. It's brought, again, conversation, speaking, you know, with God and, and, and hearing God and not waiting for a prayer gathering, but making a moment, making a moment to ponder, making a moment just to speak. You've got to make a moment and, and to hear and to speak and to listen. And, and conversation is, I love you, Lord. You know, I need you. I, I, help me this today. I, you know, I've slipped, I've slipped but I, I just want to be with you. It's talking. And then God's speaking back and saying, I love you too. You know, I'm with you. You will hear, when you give a moment to ponder and you give a moment to pray, talk and listen, he will speak. I guarantee God loves to communicate. He loves to relate. He wants to relate to you and me. And so we need a routine, a rhythm. If you don't do this, this is why we gave out the, you know, I don't know if you, if you, if you still got them, but we gave out a prayer march calendar, not as a religious thing to do, but to make moments of ponder, make moments to pray, to hear, and to, to sort of tick each day as, as a sort of just keeping us on track, making a moment. You, and during the day, you might have lots of moments. Hey, Helen, we may have lots of moments. To gaze into each other's eyes, I mean. All right, I'll say no more because I'll be in trouble now later. Um, <laughs> ponder, prayer, presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, we need Jesus. And when you begin to ponder, when you begin to give time, when you begin to look, when you begin to just wait, when you begin to see, when you, when you just give a moment, when you begin to speak, when you begin to hear, you will feel loved. You should be. You should feel loved. Begin to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and to welcome the Holy Spirit. And say, you're most welcome. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. I love you. The Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives. It's not just a feel-good factor. It's a person to empower and to walk with and to comfort, to counsel, to walk with you and put your hand in the hand of Jesus. And we need to rely on the presence of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, be released in my life afresh. Paul said, be continually filled. So we need to ponder, we need prayer. We need the person of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to do this, you begin to feel and say, more of that, Lord, more. May I know you, may I walk with you. I give my life to you. Holy Spirit, be released. Fill me afresh, be renewed in me. And finally, we're going to grow in our love and our loving the Lord with all our heart is practice obedience. Jesus said, you know, if, if you are the person that hears my word and then do something, obey it, and do something about it. You are the person that builds your life on a rock, the rock. When the waves and sea comes, you're not blown away. But if you're a person that hears my word and don't do anything about it, you're a person that's built your life on sand, and when the waves come, you'll be washed away. Obedience, yeah, that's the rock. When we hear and obey. And we can set our hearts to obey. Remember I shared the illustration of the the super tanker that takes a mile to turn? And sometimes in life we've set in our hearts, I'm obeying, Lord, but you find that you don't obey perfectly initially and you make a bit of a mistake. Well, we're turning the super tanker of my heart, my old nature, 
to, to follow him, aren't we? So don't beat yourself up. If you make a start, that's a good start. Let's all start. Let's start to obey and not beat ourselves up and begin to turn the super tanker of our hearts sometimes when we've been away from God. And as you begin to turn, you find the momentum begins to build. The spirit of God begins to rush. You begin to become more like, feel like, begin to obey more, stand and feel solid. And on the ground that's underneath, you, you begin to feel that, that you're standing in God and in Christ. So let's practice obedience Yes, let's do that. So, to love the Lord our God with all our heart. Those prayer, ponder, pray, uh, presence of the Holy Spirit and obedience. Um, but So, as we fuel our love for him, a passion for him, then he says equally now also is to relate to him and relate to others, to love your neighbour. And uh, you'll, you'll see there, um, it, it says... Uh, Jesus, Jesus said a, a, a number of things. We're not going to look at every single scripture, but um, I'm going to look at what we would call the church and also so others. So there's Jesus speaks about others, as in those within our, our faith, okay? And then others as also maybe outside the influence of our faith. So there's two areas out of others that I just want to just speak about. They're equally as important, okay? So inside the church or the, of, of, of the people of, 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 of uh, the Christian faith, um, he, he, Jesus said this, this is how important it is to love others. Love God fuels love for others, okay? So this is where we're going. Relating to God, we need to relate to others. The fuel for the relationship is our relationship with Jesus. That's important first and primarily. And, and Jesus said this of others and relating to others. He said this in John 13, 34 and 35. He says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By what? By what? By what do we? He says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Isn't that amazing? By love for one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. Um, well, how is that the case? Because this is extraordinary love. We are called to love with an extraordinary love. Supernatural, divine love of God. He says, Jesus says this, As I have loved you, so you must love one another. The power of the resurrection, the cross love. You know, so if, if you have a kiss, it's like the cross, the love of the cross. The kiss of the cross is the love of God. And it's divine. It's extraordinary love. The love of Christ is selfless. It's sacrificial. And Jesus says, by this, by this, if you love one another as I have loved you, the world would know you're my disciples. And so we're called to extraordinary cross, resurrection, Jesus sacrifice, selfless love. We are to, we're called, therefore, to relate to one another. You can't show extraordinary love unless you actually relate to someone. Unless we actually buy with others. You know, you, okay, social media. Uh, do you know, my view on social media is it, it's good to a degree, but it can be quite unsociable because we, we, we're not looking face to face. We, we're not reaching out hand to hand. Uh, by this, extraordinary love Relating to people. And, 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 and so we actually have to relate to others. Outside, and, and break out of our little worlds. 
the me, my, and I world, my own family, my own maybe small group of friends or people that I really get on with. You know, on Facebook, you can, you can snooze people. I found this out not long ago. <laughs> yes, Andre, you can. You can snooze people on Facebook. You might not do Facebook, but you can. And, um, uh, and you can snooze certain news that you don't want. For 30 days, you can say, I don't want to see them, see that for 30 days. Or there's, or there's certain news that I don't like. Well, let, let you go, Annette, you've learned something, you can snooze some people now. And, um, you, and, and, and with, with certain, certain information, certain news, certain, you can, in other words, you can choose, you can totally choose everything that you agree with and that you like. And the things that you don't agree with and don't like don't come your way. But that's, that's not what we're called to. We're called to break out of our... Me, my, and I, we're called to break out of our world. In the community, as in the church and many other churches, we're called to break out of my own family group, my own best mates group, which is good to have best friends group, and look to relate one another, the whole body of Christ. Sometimes the church can be the loneliest place in the world. I've heard people say that over the years. You can come and, and... So we're all called to love one another, aren't we? And there's something about relating to each other, breaking out of our own little worlds. It's not wrong to have our own worlds. We've got my family, got my friends. They're all good things. And we want to invest. Absolutely right. But we're also called to break out to the one another, which is all. And uh, so Jesus said... And so the, Jesus said, with, with this extraordinary selflessness and sacrifice for anyone and everyone, the world will see something that's amazing. Because they say, why are you doing this? What's in it for you? What's the gain in this? It's amazing. This is why Jesus said the world will see something extraordinary. But we've got to live extraordinary for the world to see the extraordinary. And this is, he says. And so to do that, we've got to have the fuel of a relationship with him. Um, in, the, in the body, within the church, within, the, within there's, there's a, in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 to 25, it's sort of just to reinforce this again, really. I've, I picked this verse because it reinforces what we've just been saying. It says, Paul says to, to believers, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. You know, um, church isn't a pastime, it's a lifetime. It's a life giver. It, when I say lifetime, it's not a lifetime sentence. Oh my word. You know, we're talking about life giver, relationship with God, releasing that relationship to others in, and relating to others is a life giver. And this is why Paul says this. You know, Jesus' hands, feet, heart and mouth are towards each other. We're, we're to be the hands, feet, heart and mouth towards each other. God does answer our prayers and will miraculously just do something without anyone, you could say, even being in the equation. But uh, you can see from what we're looking at just briefly that the vehicle is your hands, your feet, your heart, your mouth, your provision towards one another. We're going to look outside of that in a moment or two. But it's Hebrews. And, and, it's, and, and, and the being together, you know, you can stream it live. You can, you can look at, uh, get, get 140 was it uh, characters on Twitter? In a nutshell, the thought for the the thought for the day to get you going. One hundred and forty characters on Twitter. That's your thought for the day. You can you can do that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you, you you can watch a video. These are all good things, but it doesn't replace or take the place of relate. 
we're called to relate to one another. It's a primary. So the church will never die. Don't, don't listen to when people say it's irrelevant. The church is outmoded. We've got to look at church. Absolutely true. We've got to revitalize, be refreshed. Absolutely true. We've got to look at how we do things, the practicalities. Absolutely true. The, the, the times, the days, the seasons. Absolutely true. But we're always going to be called to relate. Because that's the way that God works. That's why he sent his son to become flesh. That's why, not just at Christmas time, we think of Emmanuel, God with us, amongst us. We've got to get amongst. We've got to get amongst one another. And um, so this is it's so powerful. So don't give up, Paul says, because, you know, it's interesting. Even 2,000 years ago, nearly, Christians and believers were waxing. Their stuff was taking over their lives. It's not just a thing of today. You, you're busy. They were busy then. They were busy surviving. They were busy finding bread. They were busy um, running away from the Romans who were going to crucify them. They were very busy people, I can assure you. So, you know, they were, they were having many things, pulling them away from being together. And so Paul says, this is life. This is relationship. This is power. Finally, as we close, um, so within, so just briefly, one another. So, but it's not all just within the relationship of the gathered church the church community or the community of faith or the body of Christ. But also, what about outside of the church or the gathered community, the gathered people of faith? We're called, that's the other. There's the other. I mean, look at, should I make us all feel awkward right now? Let's look at someone beside you, behind you and around you just for a moment as we do that. Other. You are the other. You are, we are the other. But also there's outside of this place, there's the other. Outside of this gathering, there is the other. There is the other. And so... Right, steady on. You've done enough now. That's, that's it. Um, we're called outside. So it's not just inside something like this gathering. We're the gathered church at the moment. But there's also the other, which is outside the, the community of, of, of Christian faith, of, of, of believers in Jesus. There's, there's, a, there's a wider world. And so the, says, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's the world at large. It's a large world. It's a large world. It's a very large world. What about those outside of the community of faith and, um, you know, those around us? Um, I came across a story. There was a missionary going to Uganda, an American missionary in Uganda, talking about neighbor. Listen to this. A a missionary in Uganda was uh, looking for a piece of land, and um, they wanted this land to build a mission station to reach a particular tribe that was nearby. And this was a, a tribe that had, uh, uh, so they were looking for uh, like a, a number of acres in, in this valley so they could work with, with one of the most unreached tribes uh, in the, 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 the country of Uganda. And uh, this missionary uh, leader came face to face with the tribal leader uh, of the Karamojong. That's what it says here. Uh, they were a very feared uh, East African tribe. And a fierce argument, I'll tell you what, they were a fearful tribe. People didn't go near them. And the fierce argument, and discussion more like, not an argument, and uh, the, the leader of the tribe asked, you know, really shout, you know, shouted to the missionary, well, you know, why are you here? Why, what's, why are you here? He, he, he thought the worst. And um, this, this missionary said that Jesus said that we are to love God and love our, love, love our neighbor as ourselves. He said, I'm sent here on a commission and a command. My command is to love God and love my neighbor as myself. 
And then he went and said this, and this changed everything. I want to be your neighbor. Well, it was amazing. To this, and to the missionary's surprise, the tribal leader, he melted, he changed completely. From being angry to being absolutely mellow, uh, showing actually some emotion. And he voiced no objection, and, and he was deeply moved. And so his reply was that he said this, nobody wants to be a neighbor of the Kamarajong. We are the most despised tribe in Uganda. We, we, I can't believe that you want to be our neighbor. He gave, he gave the missionary 30 acres of land because of his love. Yeah. Love, I want to be your neighbor. This morning, who could we say? at work, in the area, someone that's come my way, I want to be your neighbor. Love, it might be a challenge, mightn't it? I think it could be a big challenge for me and others of us to be a neighbor. This was a fearful tribe. And uh, to be a neighbor, a couple of things that we need to do. Um, uh, Three things. Be aware, be available, and be able. Be aware, I want to be a neighbor. Who's around you? Who's nearby you? Who's beside you? Who's in front of you? Who's next to you? Who, who's, who's in need? What's going on at work? What's going on in your neighbor? What's going on in family? What's going on in someone's life? What's going on nearby you? You know, somebody at work, be aware. Sometimes when, when somebody's a bit nasty with us, we don't realize that there's something going on in their life until they open up and say, this has happened. Be aware. Uh, second thing is be available. So we need to be aware if we're going to be a neighbor. Be available. Here I am, God. Me. Send me. Send me. Here I am, God. Send me. Available. Available. We need awareness and be available if we're going to be that neighbor. And finally, able. I'll do it. I'm going to reach out. Ability. To be able is, to, is, is I'm going to reach out. That's how we're going to love others, by being aware, being available, being able. You know, maybe it's something, you know, in that ability, that able, it might not be a big thing. It could be something small like smiling that opens up someone's heart. Letting them know that you want to be their neighbor by a smile. It could be something as small as that. Or an act of kindness somehow. I don't know what it might be. Letting, them, letting the person or something, I want to be your neighbor through an act of some sort of simple kindness. I don't know what that might be. It, it, it might be some, some sort of practical care, something simple, but you've, don't you, that says, I want to be your neighbor. You don't tell them that, but you do, you do something pretty practical because you're aware and you find out. So you say, I'm, here I am, God. I'm going to reach out, give them that, or buy them that coffee, or just cheer them up today. They need cheering up. They look like a right sourpuss. I'll buy you a coffee today. That's not said in love, is it? It's not very extraordinary. That's right. I want to be your neighbor. Got to love him, haven't we? Got to love. Uh, it's just showing interest, perhaps. Just showing a bit of interest in how's your day. or I, I, I don't know. But, but as we do, as we do, as we do, you, you may find that uh, they give you 30 acres I don't know what that might mean. It might be that they open up their heart and life. They might open up their heart and life to entertaining the person of the Holy Spirit that they don't realize, or maybe even Jesus. They give you 30 acres. Let's pray. Bless you. Thank you for your attention. So right now, let's reset. Let's uh, get revved up and raring to go. 
Here I am, Lord. Send me. Come on, let's reset our hearts and minds through this few months. We say, here I am, Lord. I Send me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. We worship you. We want to honour you. We want to give you our lives afresh this morning. We're saying to you, Jesus, here I am. Take my life. Let it be released and given to you today. I might be beside someone at work or maybe someone in church or, 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 or the community. And, and what we say is, here I am. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to be their neighbour. I'm going to give you my life, Jesus. I, I'm going to passionately seek to the routine of, of, of love and adoration. And, and I'm going to fuel my life to, to, to give my life to others. No matter how simple that might be, and something that seems simple to me could be massive to somebody else. We want to be your hands, your heart, your mouth, your eyes, and your feet, Jesus. So we say today, here I am. I give my life to you. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh and release my hands and heart to others. In your name, I pray and we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.